Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I am that dude, Bodkins. Patty da Patty. That's ridiculous. No way. There's nobody else out there. He's your guy. Give a big round of applause for the one and only Bodkin Show. I'm going to repeat that again, folks. I didn't stutter. Welcome to the Bodkins Show. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Bodkin Show. I am that dude, of course, Bodkins. Um, this is our Wednesday weekly wrap up where we catch you up all things sports. You know what it is. You know how it be. Hold on a sec. I got to clean my glasses off. It's a little dirty. All right. There we go. Now that we can see and we're good to go. Um, so if you missed it, uh, please check out, uh, this, uh, Bodkins and Buffoon that we did on Monday. Also, we did our week five reaction show on Sunday where we gave, uh, dogs and turds and, uh, Craig and Kenny gave out some, uh, fantasy advice. We'll be back tonight doing our week six, man. We're already in NFL week six, uh, preview show. We'll pick every game against the spread. We got a little guest coming on, uh, to help pick the games, talk a little football, so uh, excited about that. Plus, Kenny and Craig to be giving you uh, some fantasy advice, some start sit advice ahead of your week six matchup. I don't know about you guys, but uh, fantasy is not some leagues looking better than others. But my big money league, I did get to uh, three or two and three. So we're turning it around two wins back to back there. So got one today by the uh, I mean, the hair of my little chinny chin chin as my grandma would say. So let's go ahead and we'll get into, um, <clears throat> normally I don't talk a lot of NFL because we do those shows, but uh, I do like to give you the first rendition of the BFPR. That's right, the Bodkins Football Power Rankings. I'm going to give you my top 10 teams through the first quarter of the season. Uh, so we'll go bottom to top here. Uh, number 10, I have the Bucks. Uh, they're winning their division um, and possibly maybe the worst division in football. I don't know. The AFC South, AFC South is pretty bad, but NFC South right now is not looking great. Uh, but I give it to the Bucks. They're three and two, almost lost this week. The offense just looks a little like it's sputtering. Um, Tom Brady's going through some stuff, we all know. Um, but uh, it just hasn't looked great, but it hasn't looked awful either. And I know there's some missing some pieces here and there, but I got the Bucks at 10. Uh, number nine, I got my Packers. They probably would have been higher if they would have beat the Giants um, on Sunday. But, I mean, it's the same thing. They're kind of a lot like the Bucks. At times they look really, really good, and then at times uh, they don't look so well. Uh, so I got the Packers at nine. Uh, the Packers just, they can't put four quarters together. Their best football looks really good. And then they play another two quarters and it's awful. Whether it's the first half, they look really good or it's the second half. They look really good, but they can't just, they can't seem to put four quarters together. Um, so I got the uh, Packers at nine. I have Minnesota, the Vikings at eight here. Uh, the Vikings, I don't know if they're any damn good or not. Uh, they're just in close game after close game. Close game two weeks ago with the Saints in London. Close game against uh, 
the Bears this weekend. They did beat the Packers week one. Uh, they're four and one, though. I mean, four and one. At times, they look real. <coughs> at times, they're uh, only lo- they're only losses to the Eagles, and um, they just. I mean, at four and one, you you got to put them somewhere. So why not uh, at eight? I don't feel great about it, but I just don't know if they're any good. Uh, that's just the thing. I mean. I, so I tip my cap, give it to them at eight. Uh, I mean, they could easily be one and you know, one and four, but instead they're four and one. So you got to give kudos to Kirk Cousins and them guys uh, for figuring it out. The next team I, I got uh, number seven Tennessee. Uh, they're winning the AFC South right now. They're four and one. They haven't looked good either. I mean, really, these seven through ten teams, and you could throw in a couple other teams in there if you wanted to, um, you know, to to fill in that seven through ten. It's really just a preference at this point in time. But because uh, none of those teams have looked great, uh, but I got even really the six here. The uh, when I get to my sixteen, but Tennessee, they started zero and two. Have got things going. Got the big guy Derrick Henry moving. Uh, he's trucking along. So I. I like the Titans at seven. We're going to give it to them here. So we got Titans at seven. Number six. Here's the surprising, maybe the most surprising team the first quarter of the season. That's the New York football giants, folks. Uh, Four and one. They have a great formula. Uh, That's play good defense. Keep the game close. Feed Saquon. Daniel Jones doesn't look awful at times, but he doesn't look great. Like he doesn't look like, Hey, that's the guy that's going to lead us to a championship, but looks capable of taking a team to the playoffs. Uh, I thought he played really well against the Packers. Uh, They struggled against the Cowboys and that, in that defense, that was their own loss, but four and one, if you would have said the giants are four, if I would have told you, Hey guys, the giants are going to be four and one after the first, uh, round of the seat, you know, first quarter of the season, you guys probably would have asked me who my weed man is, but uh, I like the Giants sitting at six here. Uh, see Landis is chiming in here. He said Vikings and Titans over the Packers. You worried that much about green Bay. Uh, green Bay is not top four. You can't be top four when you can't put four quarters together. And I mean, had the had the Packers beat the Giants on on Sunday, Landis, I probably they probably would have been higher. But I, coming off a loss and you're three and two, and you haven't looked great, it, they, you can make a case they're not even in the top ten. Uh, so I I got the Giants at six, number five. I got Baltimore, and I just think that the Baltimore's looked really good. I mean, they're they've been leading in every game. I think they would be undefeated if it wasn't for like 30 seconds or so. Uh, they've, you know, um, in the fourth quarter where they had the collapse against the Dolphins. Who else? They lost somebody else a couple weeks ago uh, that was like real close. And it, and it was a, a collapse there too. Let me look at the record. Because I can't remember who it was. And how about that? The Ravens-Giants play this weekend, folks. So, um, oh, it was the Bills, the Bills game that they lost close to. Uh, So, 
I got the I got Baltimore at five. Here's a here's a surpriser, folks. Dallas Cowboys at number four, uh, four and one. And you're probably like, Nick, what the hell are you thinking? Well, here's the thing. They won three games with their backup quarterback. All four games, I guess. I guess Dak got hurt. So, I mean, when you're winning games with Cooper Rush and you're four and one, uh, you got to be at four, right? Like, I mean, you could maybe flip Baltimore, but at four and one, I mean, Dallas has got one more win. At four and one, Dallas, they just look, I mean, that defense, Dan Quinn, uh, and that Cowboys defense, Micah Parsons looks, you know, I don't want to give him too much high expectations, but it's, LTS-esque, folks, and for you kids out there, that's Lawrence Taylor, uh, one of the greatest linebackers of all time. That's that's how good I think Micah Parsons can be, and how good Micah Parsons is. <clears throat> so I like. I got Dallas at four. Landis wants to know uh, who have they played with wins with that defense in Dallas. Hey, you got to play the team in front of you. Let's look. I don't. Um, beat, beat the Rams who might be one of the most disappointing teams, on uh, football. So Dallas is beaten. They, they beat the Bengals. They beat the Giants. They beat the commanders and the cow and the Rams all with Cooper rush. That's who they beat. They got guys with their backup quarterback. If I, I mean, again, if I said, hey, Cooper Rush is going to have the Cowboys at four and one after Dak Prescott goes out. And they, I mean, the only team that when Dak got hurt, you're probably looking at that schedule. And you're lucky maybe if they go two and two. Instead, they're, they've went undefeated, right? You might have picked them to beat the Commanders. I don't know if I would have picked them to beat the Giants. I probably didn't. Uh, I definitely didn't pick them to beat the Bengals and the Rams. They handle business all the time, all four of them, all four teams. Give it up for Cooper Rush. Now they got a huge game uh, Monday night, Cowboys Eagles, and we'll get to. We still got them coming up. Uh, number three, I got Kansas City. Kansas City looks just really good here. Uh, I mean, that was a close game on Monday night. They battled all the way back. Uh, that offense hasn't missed a beat. They Tyreek Hill misses the uh, the Chiefs more than the Chiefs miss Tyreek Hill. I mean, they, their offense has just changed a little bit, but Patty Mahomes and them guys are slinging it. Uh, they got a nice couple, you know, got a little running game going. Defense has got to shore up some things, but, I mean, they put it on uh, the Bucks two weeks ago, beat the beat the Raiders the other night. So I got, the, I got Kansas City at three, and my number two team is Buffalo. Buffalo looks like, I mean, I guess they're two. They have two losses. Buffalo does, but I still got to give it to them because even in their two, wait, do they have one loss or two losses? I thought they lost twice. Maybe it was just once to the Dolphins, right? But I thought they were. Yeah, Buffalo is four and one. Okay, that's right. They were beaten. They were. I thought they were going to lose to the Ravens there for a minute, but their lone loss was to that close game to the Dolphins. Other than that. Let me let me read you these scores. They had two close games in this in their first five games. 31-10 opening Monday night against the the defending champion Rams. Absolutely torched the Titans 41-7. Lost to the lost to the Dolphins uh 19-21. Beat the Ravens 23-20, and then they beat the breaks off of the Steelers tonight uh last weekend. 
I mean, they look absolutely like they are on a mission. Uh, so I got Buffalo at number two. And then you got to have the Eagles at number one because they're the lone undefeated team. And both those teams. So we got, how about this is Verduzzi here uh, in the old Bodkins uh, power rankings. We got number two versus number three on Sunday night football. And then you got number one versus number four in uh, Monday, uh, on Monday night football. So, Hey, we're going to find out something about, you know, I mean, it's still early folks. It's just the first quarter of the season. It seems real slow for some of these teams. And I, I was going to credit, I think I credit some of that. A lot of these teams just not being in rhythm, the Packers, the Bucks, and some of these other teams, because some of these guys just miss so much during the off season. The first quarter of the season doesn't really mean a whole lot. Remember like last year, the Panthers started out three and zero. So there's that. Uh, but I got the Eagles just undefeated at number one. They look, I mean, they played some close games. They've blown out some people. They don't look like an absolute, like, like they're on a mission like the Bills do. The Bills just look like they're ready to scorch earth and burn this place down to the ground to get to the championship. I'm super excited to watch that game on Sunday, uh, Buffalo and Kansas City. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a doozy, folks. <clears throat> But uh, so let's run it back here again to recap my the, the first ever B, uh, BF <coughs> Bodkins football power rankings, the BFPR. I got Bucks at 10, Packers at nine, Minnesota at eight, Tennessee at seven, Giants at six, Baltimore at five, Dallas at four, Kansas City three, Buffalo two, Eagles one. So, hey, we'll see. I mean, it's still a long season to go. Some of those, there's some other teams, like I said, really, you could probably swap out. I'd like to leave Minnesota at one loss somewhere. You could maybe even move them higher, but you could swap out Packers, Tennessee, Bucks. I mean, for teams like Cincinnati, uh, you know, the Jets only have one loss, I think, or maybe they got two losses. Another two and oh, Flacco got them one win at least. So that's the other three and two. So, I mean, it's a lot of, it's mediocre. A lot of teams, it seems like everybody's three and two, two and two, you know, or two and two going into last week. It felt like so, uh, Tune in tonight, though, as we break down week six, as we get ready. I mean, Buffalo Chiefs, man, I can't wait to get into that one with the boys tonight. Uh, so another football news before we forget, Matt Rule fired on Monday, which, I mean, probably should have been fired in the offseason, but the Panthers stink. Uh, he'll be able to find a good – he'll have a good coaching job in college next year. Just doesn't work out well for the NFL. Um, so there's that. And um, now it's time to get into our college football, our college football game. So last week, not so hot, kids. Um, I did go one, one, and one on the three games I picked. Uh, Tennessee absolutely rolled LSU. I had Kansas plus seven, and that was a push. TCU beat them by seven, uh, and then I had UCLA at four and a half over Utah. And I got that one right. So let's get into this week's game. Lots, I mean, heavy. We're getting into the thick of college football season here, just in time. Uh, so this week, a lot of big games. Number ten, Penn State travels to Michigan. At number five, Michigan. Hammer. I'm hammering the Wolverines here at minus seven, baby. Let's go, Wolverines. Uh, I mean, this is good. Huge game. Both these teams undefeated. Michigan's got to continue to try to win. Uh, 
and hopefully it'll be – I hope to see them and Ohio State both undefeated when they play each other there at the end of the year. Uh, then we got number three, Bama, going to Tennessee, number six, Tennessee. Tennessee has been probably one of the best teams in the SEC that nobody's talking about right now, but it's Bama – and I'm going to take Bama at minus seven and a half, baby. Hammering home Alabama, uh, who it's, I mean, I know it's a close, they had a close game, almost lost to Texas A&M, but I'm going to take Bama to bounce back here and put it on Tennessee. I could be wrong, but I don't see Peyton Manning walking out of that, uh, walking out of that huddle for uh, the volunteers. Uh, then we get into the next game. NC State travels to Syracuse, number eight, Number 15, NC State, travels to Syracuse. Number 18, Syracuse. I'm going to take – Landis is chiming in here real quick. Uh, he likes – Landis told me, hey, the team he doesn't want to play is Tennessee, and he's got Tennessee plus seven and a half all day. Hey, all right, Landis, well, see see me about it. See me about it. I, I'm not betting against the, the tide. Uh, anyway, we got NC State plus three and a half against Syracuse. Number 18, Syracuse. I, I mean, Syracuse has got a football team. That's like Kansas having a football team. Uh, just like Kansas uh, fell back to earth. I like NC State at plus three and a half, baby. Hammering at home. And then we get into uh, number number 16, Mississippi State, going to number 22, Kentucky. All these basketball schools are being ranked. And I like the Wildcats, baby, at plus six and a half. Hammering home the Wildcats at plus six and a half. And then we get into the late night game. Uh, number seven, USC, who's back. The Trojans are back. Lincoln Riley's got them boys going and cooking. Uh, versus number 20, Utah. I don't even – or it's, I think USC. It's minus three and a half. Uh, for USC, I believe I wrote plus three and a half, but I don't think that's right. I'm going to check here. Don't want to give out the wrong information. There will be no inform misinformation on this program. Uh, oh, it is Utah. It is USC plus three and a half. Uh, even better, baby. I was taking USC at minus three and a half, so I'm 100% hammering home Utah. Are uh, USC the Trojans at my at plus three and a half? I think the Trojans are all the way back. Uh, uh, they just got to sure up that defense. They can score points with anybody in the nation. All right, let's get in some baseball here. Man, I was dead wrong on all the picks in the first round. Uh, outside of the Guardians, all the road teams won. Kudos to the Mariners uh, who. Come all the way back in game two. They were down nine to one or eight to one. All the way back it was down nine to four at one time, and they they come all the way back and uh, win that series two zero sweep. The uh, Phillies came all the way back in game one, uh, took the Cardinals in game one, and then went around and took them uh, in game two sweep. The only one that went the full three games was the Phillies and the uh, – or, sorry, the Mets and the Padres. Padres took game one. Mets took game two. And then uh, Padres put it on him in game three. And Musgrave was just – I mean, just – he was throwing heat. And the Mets were like, hey, it's it's not us. It's a him. And checking for everything. 
guess what? Then the Mets just realized, oh, it's not you. It's me. And we stink. And Mets are out. Uh, so now, last night was the uh, first night of the NLDS. I just love baseball. Baseball playoffs are like outside of the NFL. I just love because it's every day. Uh, and it's it seems just to happen so quick. NBA feels like their playoffs and hockey playoffs last for like three months. Uh, but last night, let's get into some of these games last night. Uh, the first slate was the Phillies and Braves. Phillies able to hold off here. Uh, Phillies were up early in this game. Uh, they led most of the way. Braves tack on three at the ninth and lose, end up losing seven to six here. Uh, big RBIs by Nick, Cast Nick Castillos. Uh, I love him when he played for the Cubs, but he had himself a day, kids. Uh, three for five, three RBIs, led the way. Uh, had a game-saving catch uh, as well. Alec Brom chipped in with another two RBIs. I mean, the pitching for the Phillies, Ranger Suarez didn't pitch great. Uh, he only went three and a third, gave up one earned. But, I mean, then Zach Eflon, he's the one. Uh, he came in in the ninth there, three hits, three earned, one strikeout. And you look at the Braves here. I mean, we talked about it Uh Three RBIs by Matt Olson. Three RBIs by Travis Denard. It's pretty much their their offense. I mean, Max Freed did not pitch well at all. Only three. You need you need better numbers out of Max Freed. That's just supposed to be your ace. He only went three and a third and gave up four earned. So, not great. But if you're the, I mean, if you're the Phillies, that's exactly what you want, right? Like to, you want to take game one. Uh, and see how game two today, and we'll kind of go from there, man. I, I'm it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, game two, I was gonna look at game two probables here, real quick. Today's win. Oh, so Philly, yeah, Phillies Braves are game two tonight. Zach Wheeler and uh, Wright going for the uh, for the Braves. I mean, Zach Wheeler, I mean, this series is going to be tough. Here. Uh, I think the Braves will bounce back and they'll take it. It's just one game, but, hey, you just never know. Uh, let's get into the second game of the day yesterday, which was Houston and the Mariners. Man, the Mariners had a huge lead. Uh, Yodon Alvarez crushes. Um, a three-run home run. This just breaks the breaks the Mariners' backs. So a walk-off home run for Alvarez. I, I'm hoping the Mariners win, but man, that's just when you lose a game like that. That you just you put up seven runs and then you know you lose a walk-off. That's just tough to do. Um, Julio Rodriguez, two RBIs. Ty France, two RBIs. Went three for five. I mean, Julio Rodriguez, two for four. Two RBIs, three runs in that game. They got to get better pitching. Got to get better pitching, especially out of that bullpen. The bullpen struggled once Gilbert went out. I know uh, 
they're not throwing their ace. They didn't throw their ace because they had to pitch in game one. That's why I think it's important to, to finish those top two to get that first round buy. It sets you up better with your ace in the DS version in game one. Uh, you look at the the Astros again. We talked about Alvarez. Just I mean, hit the hit the big crushing home run. The, Justin Verlander struggled in this one, folks. Four innings, ten hits, six earned, only three strikeouts. So and then the last the last two games there, the Yankees beat up on the four to one on the Guardians. I got the Yankees in this series. I got Yankees and Astros. Uh meeting each other in the ALCS and Braves Dodgers in the NLCS. I just think that's just the way it has to, like those have been the kind of the four best teams all year at one point or another, but the guardians uh, fall here in game one. I mean, you, you got to score more than one run folks. Their pitcher, uh, Cal Quantrill, five innings, three earned five strikeouts. Not bad. I mean, he gave up three earned. Can't you got to, you know, that's a quality start. His offense didn't just didn't help him. Uh, you look at the Yankees, two RBIs by Anthony Rizzo, kind of led the way there. Uh, you know, Garrett Cole, nice nice game from Garrett Cole. He's he's had some struggles, in, especially in the playoffs with the Yankees. Six and a third, uh, one earned, and only one earned eight strikeouts for Garrett Cole. So. In the last, the very last, the late game last night, Dodgers, uh, Padres, Dodgers got up early, big win, end up winning five to three. I think it was like four nothing when I went to bed uh, last night. But I mean, th sometimes this is just what happens with these Padres. Uh, you know, you're looking at that offense. Oh, for two day for um, Josh Bell. I mean, Juan Soto didn't get a hit. Manny Machado only had one hit. Brandon Drury, zero hits. Josh Bell, zero hits. So, uh, you know, they're, when, you know, Will Myers had an RBI, but those guys have got to perform. Those guys, you know, the the Josh Bell, Brandon Drury, Manny Machado, Juan Soto. They got to, they got to, those three combined, uh, combined for one freaking hit. They got to do better. If you're going to beat the Dodgers, your top guys have got to perform. Uh, Mike Clevenger only went two and a third. I mean, four earned like that. Got to do better. If you want to beat the Dodgers, you got to bring your best. Uh, and I'm so, I mean, they were in the hole from the start. Uh, you look at Julio Urias, uh, five innings, three earned, six strikeouts. Again, nice quality start. His team was in the lead. Um, you look at their hitting, just kind of all spread out. I mean, Mookie Becks had, Mook, or Trey Turner had an RBI, went two for four. Will Smith, two for four with RBI. Um, Max Muncy had an RBI in there. So uh, I think Trey Turner hit a home run. The stats aren't telling me who hit home runs. But hey. so I, if you're the Padres, man, your your top guys have got to um, gotta be hitting and pitching better. Landis says the trash can's going to be hurt again in Houston last inning. Seattle had that game. And maybe so, maybe not. Hey, we'll see. Uh, Phillies had their studs pitching games two and three. Exactly. So, I mean, it kind of sets up nice for the Phillies to win to, you know, if you go Wheeler two here and then you got uh, Aaron Nola in game three, you can win those and go up 3-1 on the Braves. 
Hey, only time will tell. Only time will tell. Uh, let's get into some NBA news real quick. Uh, if you haven't heard, Draymond Green decided uh, he was uh, it was lights out season and punched his own teammate right in the face. Down goes Draymond Poole. Down goes or Jordan Poole. Down goes Poole. Down goes Poole. Uh, so it looked like on the video that uh, Dr you know Jordan Poole is kind of standing near the back of the basket. I I thought they were both off the court, and then it happened, or or like they were guarding each other when I first read about it. But then when you see the video, uh, Draymond walks over, gets into the face and grill of Jer of Jordan Poole. Jordan pushes him. Draymond says, oh, okay, homie, and then just throws the old, uh, you know, one piece, and then down goes Poole in a one-punch. one, one punch. Uh, Now, there's reports that maybe Poole's kind of, like, mouthing a lot of Draymond here, report, report, you know. Uh, we haven't come come out. Nobody's come out and said, hey, that was Jordan, on Jordan Poole. Uh, they're all kind of just saying, hey, that's on, you know, it was Draymond that's the, uh, you know, the guy. And Draymond has that reputation, too. So, I mean, what do you do if you're the Warriors? Do you trade Draymond Green, a guy who's helped you win, you know, four championships? Or in, do you just kind of brush this under the rug? It's hard to, you know, that locker room's got to be split because, I mean, yeah, Jordan punched my, Steve Kerr uh, in practice, but that wasn't on video, and that's Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. I don't really know what you do in that situation because, I mean, Jordan Poole, even if Jordan Poole was mouthing, and I'm sure, you know, maybe he was, like nobody just gets, you know, guy doesn't get up in his grill like that. But Draymond's always kind of been this big bully, uh, especially to to the guards and things like that. Um, he stepped away from the team. Now he's reportedly to come back tomorrow. We'll see what happens here. I don't really know who's going to want Draymond Green what can you get for Draymond Green if you do trade him? Uh, I think the future is with Jordan Poole. Draymond Green's probably seen his best days of basketball are behind him. But, I mean, he can do great. Draymond's a great role player, but he's getting paid way too much there uh, in Golden State. And now he's out there punching folks. I don't know. I don't know. You can't punch your own teammate, folks. You can't do it. <laughs> I mean, it went down. Down. Uh, in other NBA news, Mellow Ball out one to two weeks uh, with a knee injury. And then uh, that's pretty much sums up our NBA news. In other world news, uh, how about this? U.S. women lose uh, for the just back-to-back uh, -back games for the first time since 2017. So uh, luckily the Women's World Cup is not right around the corner. But the men's is. Men's in December. It's supposed to usually – in the fall slash summertime, uh, but because they're playing in freaking Qatar or Cater or wherever the hell they're playing at, uh, it's too gash dang hot. So they're playing at Christmas time. Uh, they'll be playing in Christmas time here this year. So in just a few months, the old men's World Cup will be uh, coming on here. Can't wait to. I, I like the World Cup. It's, I'm not a huge like soccer fan, but I do follow the World Cup. I do watch it because I, I think it's a lot of fun, uh, especially when the USA is in it. Um, when they're not in it, it's hard to watch because you just don't have a team. But uh, I'll probably stick around and watch like the finals and things like that. But hey, let's go, Team USA. 
And that pretty much sums up our weekly wrap up. A uh, hockey season has just uh, kicked off. Lays down their first, uh, you know, regular season pucks of the night. And uh, there was no MMA last weekend. No UFC card. Got a card coming up this Saturday. Uh, I mean, the UFC has really let me down this month until they're just waiting for UFC 280 to kick off here because that's when they'll ramp it back up. I forget who. Yeah, I mean, this is the match they're giving us. Um, Alexander, Alex uh, Grasso and Vivane Arahijo. I mean, Cub Swanson's on the card. Uh, I do like, actually, you know, the more I look, actually look at this fight card, to, uh, the flyweight Oscar Oskarov and Brandon Roy Vall, that's going to be a good fight. Uh yeah, now that I look at it, there's some good fights on this card. So, hey, tune in. We'll talk about it on um, Sunday morning with our episode of Head Kicks and Haymakers. Uh, we missed this past Sunday. We'll be back this Sunday, though, um, as we're all three excited for UFC 280. I'm excited to really kind of break down that card. We are just two weeks away from UFC 280. Uh, I mean, that card and the prelims absolutely stacked uh I just hope it stays all together. Man, it sounds like uh, Al Volkanovski might be the uh, backup fighter in that fight, uh, the title fight, too. So that'll be interesting. Anyway, well, hey, this has been another great episode of the Bodkin Show, folks. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Uh, be a friend, tell a friend, hit the nice little bell at the top and, uh, you know, give it a like, a subscribe share we're on apple Podcasts and spotify head over there give us a nice little five star rating hit the subs subscribe button we appreciate it be a friend tell a friend we'll be back tonight at about uh 8 30 central time zone with our nfl week six pickums uh you know preview show and i'm gonna hit that outro baby you guys have a good rest of the week have a blessed day we'll see you tonight See you tonight. Bodkins is out this baby. Um.